All right, and welcome back to the Dot 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 podcast. Uh, Timestamp is Wednesday, March 25th at about 9.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Adam, what's up, buddy? Oh, I'm just out here in the Pacific Standard Standard Time, you know. So you got two more hours uh, in your day than I got. Two more hours than you got, but we get 26 out here. Oh, you do? You know? Oh, yeah. So carry the one. <laughs> and yeah, whatever. I quit. You think California keeps that economy, huh? We got to have to <laughs> have an extra day and an extra two hours. Right. Right. You know. Well, speaking of numbers, um, the 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 toll that we're looking at here now and the effects of the coronavirus are 474,901 total confirmed cases worldwide with 21,000 273 deceased personnel um and that is as of just right about now uh so things are steady i wouldn't say that today was a spike or a drawdown but definitely steady at this point yeah um yeah it seems like every two or three days we have a kind of a normal just regular Growth, which right. is always troubling because you have that day they're like, oh, okay, it wasn't so bad. I think the 21st was the same way. It had been ramping up in the 21st. There actually were a few cases shy of, you know, the day before and then the 22nd. It it bounced, you know. It bounced back right, and, and, you know, we'd love to see numbers going down, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. You know, another number that's no. on the rise is we're officially at 184 out of 195 countries. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know which 11 are not represented, but man, that's, uh, that's pretty significant right there. Uh, Italy, I saw they're kind of climbing back up on the death toll. I think they hit like 690, uh, today, if I'm not mistaken. So it's, uh, it's happening, man. But so what, what's some of the top news that, that you saw jump off the headlines today? Um, I mean, I've kind of been trying to pay attention to maybe some good news lately, and it's been it's been hit or miss on the good news. I um, I saw that there was a <clears throat> there was a gal in um, do you think it was Michigan? I think she was a I think it was Michigan. She's a, a hospital worker, and she had posted a video about how to uh, basically hack a ventilator to work with four patients simultaneously as opposed to one. Um, really with you know with apparently um you know some good success apparently it works just as well which i thought was you know at least people are getting um they're using some ingenuity um i know that there's just you know there's not enough out there so that's good i saw that um <coughs> researchers at stanford university have determined that you can reuse in 95 masks if they're baked for about half an hour at you know a hundred some odd degrees, I think it was like 160 or 180 degrees, which is good because obviously, you know, that's part of PPE that all of our, um, hospital staff needs. Right. Uh, obviously the big headline today was, you know, we've, we've passed a bill. Uh, we're about to pass a bill. Right. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be perfect. Um, unprecedented, uh, like nothing anyone's ever seen before. The most beautiful bill of all bills. Yeah. I was actually surprised to see, uh, that during the address, he actually made a correlation to FDR and and the the Green New Deal that was passed, and maybe for um, 
like time adjustment, you know, maybe that deal was bigger, but he wasn't sure. But it's just not often I hear him compare himself to anyone. But if he's going to, I guess he's probably going to compare himself to FDR. Um, right. Why not? <laughs> right. I mean, geez. Um, well, I, Lacey, um, you know, she kind of said something about that. Like, she's like, why are they just keep referring to this as a war? You know, and, and I get it, you know, but it's, I don't know, man. It, it is really. It's rhetoric, you know. It's, it is. It's, it's it is. to unite people, you know, if they're, if they feel like they're all in it together in a war, then, you know, then we're all in it together, I guess. You know, a week ago, a week ago, this was all new and it was all, there was education behind it all. There was a lot of, um, you know, it wasn't exciting as in like, you know, hopeful excitement, but it was just, it there was excitement, I guess, you know, just, it was interesting. Yeah, uh, not a positive excitement, just a energy. An energy. Happy. There you go. That's a much better word. Um, yeah. You know, surrounding all this. And I think, man, like today just kind of wore me out a little bit. It's getting very politicized now. It's yeah, becoming it's... less about the fact and more about the opinion. And mm, yeah, that gives us a ton to talk about. But it also kind of gives you a lot to disagree about and get frustrated about. And, you know, it, it's it's getting away from that original decision or uh, the original intent that was unity. You know, everybody it's going to create divide. And I don't know, man, today kind of wore me out a little bit. I was I was super frustrated with it. Um, there were some really big headlines that were they kind of fell to the back uh, just because um the politics are driving it um so you know the big elephant in the room prince charles uh tested positive yeah that was a big one and admitted that he was with the queen not too long ago um yeah so and she's i mean she's the poster child for you know elderly and that you know i don't think many americans completely understand the royal family thing but i think it would shake up uh the eu real bad Oh my God. I mean, that's their, that's their figurehead. You know what I mean? Like that's, I don't know though. I mean, there's really no American equivalent is there, you know? Right. Um, the only thing I the only person I could even think who would have, even then, like he's like, well, maybe Ruth Bader Ginsburg or something, but you know, I bet the average fifth grader doesn't know who Ruth Bader Ginsburg is where the average five-year-old knows who the queen is, you know? Right. Um, that's it's like ingratiated into their society so deeply. The fabric is so deeply woven. Yeah, oh my God, it would be that would be disastrous. So I saw, right. I saw that on Reddit as, as soon as I got up this morning. I mean, as soon as I opened my eyes, I hit the phone because I'm a nut. And uh, the, the, the top comment I saw was, "So he was finally coronated." <laughs> oh my God! I was like, Damn, son, <laughs> putting the cart before the Damn, horse. There, that hurts. That hurts, but. You know, you got to have some fun in this yeah. whole thing. You got to find something to laugh about because if you just sit here and look at the numbers, which I'm doing right now, it's it's horribly depressing. What else did you see? So, uh, I mean, if we're in the doom and the gloom pit, let's just stay in here for just a second. Um, mm-hmm. Another one I saw was uh, an Italian nurse committed suicide after testing positive uh, for fear that she was had already and would continue to infect others talk about like yeah like the commitment runs that deep you know it's uh man like that that's super sad that's heartbreaking 
uh, I guess the the everything um, you know surrounding her death is still being investigated, and it's just super unfortunate. And oh man, that was that was heartbreaking. Um, and you know, I know that was a big point of conversation yesterday that you know Trump saying like, hey, we gotta we gotta get this thing turned back on. We gotta get the government turned back on. It's gonna drive up you know, depression, mental health, uh, suicides, all that kind of stuff. And this obviously was a suicide related to it, but not related all at the same time too. So, um, yeah, man, that one kind of, that one kind of broke my heart a little bit. Scary thought. I mean, what a scary thought. I mean, you've, you've, you're here, you're committed to getting people better. And then you find out that because of the work that you're doing, you've actually, you know, become an, I don't know. That's, that's hard. It is heartbreaking. I mean, like I don't, I, I did not read that story. I'm, Wish you hadn't told me now, but that's okay, Corey. Thank you. Um, well, I mean, it's suicide suicide in itself anyway is just like, it's always so sad. I think it, it, it drives everybody to, you know, to, you know, automatically question, you know, what you could have done. Obviously, I don't know this woman, but, you know, just knowing that anybody found themselves in that position, just super heartbreaking. But then to tie it to, you know, her purpose and her cause with relation to what's going on with this disease is just absolutely crazy like i i don't i don't think she did it because she was a depressed person and she didn't see hope she did it because it was like a life-saving measure for other people it's just absolutely crazy yeah Yeah, i mean it's it's i guess you could say it's pretty like ultimately noble really i mean uh, in a way i mean i would never endorse or promote suicide i don't think that's an answer for anything i would hope that everybody knows that um but yeah that's that's terrifying i mean and I don't know. I don't really know what to think about that. That's right. that's deeply, that's deeply hurtful. Um, I I mean I I, f- I think we're gonna have a lot more of that soon. I mean in the U S. and not just because of I don't know. I, I wonder what's gonna happen to our medical staff here. Like I'm looking. My God. Right. Good grief. I'm looking at the numbers right. Okay. So these numbers that I'm looking at now are so much different than they were. It's just a few out. Man, that was a thing. Every time I refreshed, I had to stop. I, this thing wore me out today too a little bit. Like a, a little. A little bit after the president started taking questions today, I was like, "Honey, I gotta, I gotta turn this off. Like, I yeah. can't. It, it's hard." And so now I'm sitting here looking at these numbers, and you know, I look. At, it looks like today we added thirteen thousand cases, thirteen thousand three hundred and forty-seven cases in the United States. That's looks like just right at what Italy and Spain both added today combined. So what really frightens me, however, is that. Uh, between Italy and Spain, there's roughly between 14,000 and 15,000. Oh, nope. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm looking at the wrong number here. Um, uh, let's look at the, where's my deaths. Okay. Yeah. There, there's about 10,000, 11,000 deaths between those two countries and only a thousand, uh, just over a thousand in the United States. However, we have 6,000 fewer um, infected people here and Jeez, almost 20,000 more infected people than Spain. So over the next week and a half, our death numbers are going to... I mean, if they're if we can base them off any other countries, they're going to go way up, way, way, way up. Right. Um, like, way more than the other countries. Um, right. But, I mean, you know, you remember... China, China's reported they had 3,287 deaths, which, you know, the legitimacy of that number is hard to confirm, but... Um, Man, you know, Italy's doubled that, more than doubled that. But remember, the Surgeon General said yesterday, like, this week is going to get bad. You know, oh, I mean, we I think know we need to. Ref- I, th- I think a lot of these things, and the, the news is happening so fast, I think a lot of us need to remind 
remind ourselves what was said two days ago because two days ago is not I mean, it's not that long ago, you know. It, no, it, it's only forty-eight, 48 hours. hours by any metric isn't a very long time, right? Know? It's like nothing. So I mean, yeah. when he says the next week, we are in it, and so it's gonna it's gonna start getting it's gonna start getting gnarly. I think. Oh yes, I'm. I mean, I the fa- the fact that everybody knows that, but our president isn't saying that, and I guess I understand like the. You know why? You know, I guess you don't want, but I don't know. For me, I would just want somebody to come and tell me the truth. Like, okay, we're about to get our asses handed to us on a platter. I just want you to be ready for it. Instead of, you know right. what? Um, it's going to be fine. It's going to be like a miracle. It's going to blow over. We need to get the economy going again. I mean, dude, look, like anybody should be able to look at these numbers and say, hmm, something's about to happen here. You know, like. Well, you see it in just about every single war movie ever made. You know, there's, there's the calm in the middle of the night when the star of the movie is reflecting back on his time at home or, you know, his buddies, his brothers in arms. And somebody always comes up and says, you know, you guys ready? They're trying, somebody's always like the leader, right? And they're trying to make sure that morale is good. And, you know, we got something, we got a hard road ahead of us. Or you see the compelling speech with the colonel or the general. And it's like, men, we've got a big fight ahead of us and we're going to shit down their throats. Um, It's Independence Day. Bill Pullman's out there and he's giving the speech. Right. You know, um, it's it's in every single thing. And I think that's, it's only reasonable to, to, like I said yesterday, to, to manage expectations for people. But, you know, like today, uh, Lacey decided, she's like, oh, let's drag out. We have this like inflatable uh, water slide for the kids. She goes, let's drag that out so that they can, you know, set it up in the backyard and have something to keep them entertained. And I was like, okay. And she goes, well, if we do that, we got to run to the store because we got to get them sunscreen or they'll they'll fry alive. And so, mm-hmm. so we went and, you know, Lacey put on a mask. She put on gloves. She went in to go grab this one thing real quick and... Um, I guess while she was in there, you know, there's some, some backwoods Louisiana man that was just like, I don't like, he was just talking out loud, like just to be heard because other people Mm -hmm. were listening and he's just like, Mm -hmm. everybody needs to realize the world's not going to end. It's just a little bug. You'll get over it. And Lacey's like standing there all protected up and, you know, like who could falter, you know, and you know, chances are she could have ran in there and been completely fine. Um, especially right. considering she's young and able, you know, able-bodied and stuff. But at the same time, that's just proof that there's somebody else out there that's not taking this seriously, who is just as capable of contracting and carrying this thing and passing it off to others. And it's just yeah. never going to stop. You know, it's just going to keep going and going and going until everybody's gotten it and everybody shook it. Well, the the, the unfortunate thing is, is that we didn't, I mean... <clears throat> Once again, and this this comes back to it being politicized, but the people who, by and large, to me, how I interpret it is it seems that the people who aren't taking this seriously are people who are right-leaning, conservative, Trump-supporting individuals. And that is why I really have some serious, I take a serious issue with the fact that there, it's been so wishy-washy from the president's mouth himself. Like, sure, like, you can have doctors and you you know the surgeon general and military leaders come out and say one thing but some people are so blind to anything else that you know if if it wasn't said by the president well it must not be real cuz we voted for that man you know so for him to just kind of he's been dragging his feet he's been saying one thing he's been doing another he's been saying it's fine man that just it completely huh, i mean it just completely marginalizes the effort anybody else the, the great efforts 
hundred, like a hundred million other Americans are making, you know? Well, I think, I think the people that have really, um, you know, have, have, you know, earned their paycheck with this are, uh, are the doctors, uh, the Dr. Fauci and Dr. Birch or Britch or I always forget her last name. Um, Deborah as, as the president calls her. But so, you know, yeah, I, I think president Trump, he's, he's an optimist and that's, that's great. I think there's a time and a place for it, but there's also a time where, um, it gets a little tricky. And then I think, you know, Mike Pence is like your poster politician, you know? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. I mean, he thanks everybody for every question they ask, and he's and he acknowledges that's a great question, and he keeps holding up that sign that I swear to God is glued to his hand. Yeah, uh, he can't talking let go about of that. The, I think he sleeps with that thing at night. Right? He, of course, he does. He he threw away his Bible, and he just he uses that now. <laughs> um, it's is just there a King James version of the coronavirus steps that <laughs> yeah, we exactly. Could be following? Right. Is it a little more detailed? Because I feel like we're really getting the new international version here, and I really think we could use some more specificity, please. I know, man. It's you know, and so I think there's a good balance there, you know, between um, you know the 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 highest level. So the you know the president is a little more casual, optimistic, and he. I noticed today he got up and he said his stuff, and he. He pulled chalks and got out of there, and then yeah, he was in and out, right? And then and then he kind of just left it to you know the politician, and he felt very rehearsed today. Um, you know, Vice President Pence did, but I more than anything, I just want to hear what the doctors have to say because they're the ones spilling the truth, and you can put the pieces together about what what it's really going to do, what it's really going to look like. I mean, the um, doctors and the governors, they're the ones who like seem to have like a real hands-on approach to this where I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the president does on a daily basis anyway. I don't look at his daily itinerary. Um, I don't even know if they post that for him anymore. There's been some um, conversation about him um, kind of roaming. So they, he's been roaming throughout the White House and he'll pop into different meetings that are going on with relation to this. And... And then he'll start asking questions, and apparently it's the people that are coordinating these meetings are finding it hard to prepare for the meetings because mm-hmm. uh, they don't know what, how you know the the meeting is going to fall off track or what direction it's going to go based on the questions right. that he's going to come in and ask. So, um, I mean, and that's all speculation. That's just something I read. Um, I could see him just walking around and asking if people have filled out their TPS reports. You know, like, I like, I don't know what, you know, I know that he's, he's the figurehead and he's, you know, thank God he's not, he's not a doctor. So, uh, I don't care how well he gets it, um, according to him, but it doesn't matter. I don't see Donald J. Trump, MD, you know, anywhere. Um, right. But I, I mean, I do, I, I do appreciate the fact that he is, business-minded in that capacity because he's completely right it's not sustainable to to keep the government closed forever however if you were only concerned about the the medical aspect of it and you and you were you were just paranoid and scared about that and the preservation of life and everything you wouldn't even be considering the right things to do and then you'd have the senate and congress with their heads up their asses like they have been um you know just just muddy in the water so to speak and right so, so i think you know keeping people because i mean the end goal obviously is to to kill the virus but it's also for everybody to get back to their daily lives 
Right. And I think the way that he talks about it with relation to money and reopening the government and everything, it gives people hope that that is possible because you have so many people yeah. trapped in their houses right now. that are saying, Oh, but I can't go anywhere. I, I, lo- I love the idea that he's providing hope. What he's not providing though is fact. You know, he's not, he's, you know, he, right. It's like all I, feel even in his, yeah. And his, in his presser on Fox, the, the town hall meeting, like, he said, you know, when the 15 days is up and, you know, it probably it might go a little longer, you know, probably go a little longer. Like, well, what does that mean? Like, that's, it's hope with an asterisk. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. well, I mean, I hope that I win the lottery tomorrow and make five, you know, have my five million bucks, but like, you got to buy a ticket first or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, there's just, he's leaving. There's too many things I feel like he's leaving out. Well, I think um, it's premature for one. You know, it's there's premature. And if you don't have a real piece of data, which they keep saying they don't, oh, we need more data. We need more data. Then, then don't make assumptions or a plan based on inaccurate or incomplete data sets. Right. And don't get, don't give people hope about that because people will get, people have already got it in their heads. You know, well, it's only going to be two more weeks or another week. Dude, just, just buckle up because it's going to be a long roller coaster. You yeah, know? It's going to be, it's going to be a long road. They, um, I mean, selfishly in my circle and, I know a handful of the people that listen to this, they're affiliated with the military or they, you know, they had some affiliation with the military. Um, they just, I just read that they did a 60 day stop movement for all personnel overseas, which means that if you're stationed in Germany and you're supposed to move to your next base in, I don't know, wherever, Arizona Mm -hmm. or Kansas, you, you ain't going anywhere for 60 days. Um, so that slows that down. Uh, that's like deployment rotations, it says, for deployments. So people that are currently deployed, that it's their turn to rotate and come back. They they just got extended. Um, and the people that were going to be sent to relieve them, are, they're on hold until, until further notice. Uh, you've got the first people popping positive in basic training um, that are being wow. tested for this. So, I mean, these people are coming in with issues now. So there's definitely, um, a strategic side of all of that. I mean, so that, you know, those are some of the things that are, are considered when you look at like the government and, and whatnot. So th- those are scary. Those are scary things to consider. Um, you know, I, I'm affected by that ever so slightly. I mean, I, I am stationed where I'm stationed with, with no intent to move anytime soon, but you know, it's, it's definitely going to drive a lot of things to be, to be different for at least for the world I live in. Yeah, it's all changing, man. And it's, it's going to, and it's going, you know, it's going to keep changing. Um, and, and the, you know, what I, what I'm afraid of is it's going to keep changing at a pace that people just like can't keep up, man. I'm looking at these numbers here. Like, has there been another country that's added 13,350 new cases in one day? And, you know, that's scary because hey, there's a lot more cases than I anticipated to be added in one day. I mean, yesterday there were fifty. Let's just look here. Come on now. So globally, fifty-four thousand yesterday and sixty-eight thousand America today. Like, yes, that means our testing is ramping up considerably. However, that means that more people are sick than I would have originally anticipated. Right. Than anybody would that's have expected. That's insane. I mean, we're six thousand shy of Italy, and look at how much trouble they are in we have seven times fewer deaths right now like that number is going to sky i mean if we had thirteen thousand cases today and it didn't seem like the curve jumped a whole lot today what's tomorrow gonna be right twenty thousand you know 15 20 18 000 cases like well today that puts us well today we- over it'll put us well past italy well past 
Today was a big day for like us and Spain and Germany. So we had a 24% increase today from yesterday. Wow. And Spain had a 17 and um, Germany had 13. So both, you know, both climbing. Spain has a, a pretty big death toll though. Spain, I think yeah, Spain's like the next really Italy. Yeah, I mean, they're about half of what Italy is um, with about 25,000 fewer cases. But I mean, see, what what's happening now is Spain was just a couple days behind Italy, as far as I understand, as far as like their infections starting to really spread. So their numbers are starting to catch up to Italy's for that reason. And that's, once again, that is what scares me. You have fifty less, just shy of 50,000 people infected in Spain, and you have almost 20,000 more than that in the United States. But like I said, even with Spain, we have three and a half times fewer deaths than Spain does. Right. With with 20,000 more people infected. That means our numbers, I mean, the numbers are so skewed against us for deaths to be much more common over the next, you know, yes, the upcoming week. I really thought by the middle of this week, we'd be seeing... Um, We'd be seeing, I figured we'd be seeing about the numbers. Actually, the numbers are a little higher than I expected, but I figured by the middle of this week, we'd be seeing some pretty high numbers. I was guessing about 55 or 60,000 were more than what I thought. Um, but I thought our deaths would start kind of uh, gaining some more ground too, but they aren't. Not not quite yet. Um, not yet. I and, mean, I, and I think 250 that's... people died today as opposed to Italy and Spain, that, which both had a, in and around 650, 680. Right. So it's, I think it's a matter of time. Um, especially when you like, I think we touched on it yesterday a little bit, but man, I really started thinking about it today and they were kind of talking about it pretty heavily this morning, but the number of people that have made their way out of New York, yeah, um, I was, I was, I was watching, I was watching a morning talk show. I forgot which one I'm trying to keep, you know, like both sides. I'm trying to, you know, cause all right. the news is so biased. I'm trying to watch a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But um, one of the things I watched was a woman who is a New York, um, you know, news anchor, primetime uh, news outlet. She was saying, you know, I have to attest for the fact that I have personally observed the the people leaving the area. She mm -hmm. said her entire building, she goes, our neighbors are all gone. Wow. So she lives, I'm imagining some Man Manhattan high rise, you know, the, the doorman and whatnot. Um, and, you know, cause she's probably well to do being a, a TV anchor and whatnot. But she, she said the, the better majority of her building is empty as in the people fled and went elsewhere. And they're saying that the chances of infection are like, it was something, I was it like one in a hundred or one in a thousand, which doesn't sound all that much, like all that much. But whenever you talk about such a densely populated location um you know they even think that maybe that that estimate you know is a little conservative so i mean depending on where you are in new york you're within 50 feet of a thousand people all the time all the time yeah all the time so yeah that that one really tripped me up and you start wondering um you know it's not like a herd of people leaves new york to go to uh i don't know the uh, Lynchburg, you know, uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, or, or is that in Tennessee? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but like, or Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> let's just pick a city like Columbus, Ohio, right. Or Akron, Ohio. It's uh -huh. not like there's a team of 6,000 people that are leaving to go there. No, those 6,000 people dispersed and uh -huh. like evenly. Yep. So they all went. And then you look at the, the multiplication rate of this whole thing. 
and the ability to um, to be contagious to X amount of people, dude, it is gonna. I I have a feeling the next week or two is just going to skyrocket. And I've been well, posting, yeah. I've been tracking this progression, and I've been building this spreadsheet and this graph. I keep posting it on Instagram. Dude, it doesn't even like tilt down just even a tiny bit every day. It just keeps going up and up and up and up. And yeah. Oh yeah. It's that part is uh I think it it's great that they highlighted it, but I think really people need to start thinking if you take the chance and you go out, it's like you just started over. Your quarantine yeah, time mean, completely just started over. A hundred percent. And like that's that's what's frightening too, is like, I mean, yesterday, um, we went for a drive and we we took the opportunity, we're like, you know what? you know what well things are still i mean out here things are pretty calm honestly i mean uh, people seem to be responding pretty well i i think you know i mean we don't go out a lot so um but you know the freeways were pretty empty um but we decided to stop by, Tra- by trader joe's and the reason we stopped there was because they've been controlling they, they control how many people are in the store they control right. they have every other um checkout aisle closed so you aren't going to be like right next to another checkout aisle they have a uh, a person standing outside who with with hand sanitizer um they have you know sanitizing wipes to wipe down your cart i mean they they seem to have control of it you know they're they're yesterday the only thing they were rationing was eggs and water you know which which is and everything else was fully stocked so they're so cognizant they're cognizant of it and they're doing their part to help yeah, exactly. people be they're successful they're being extremely responsible about it. But, you know, we saw people with gloves and masks. I'm like, well, like, I mean, technically we weren't within six feet of anybody. I don't think, you know, um, and like we, we wore gloves to pick up stuff and we immediately came home and washed and showered and did the whole thing. But man, I mean, I guess this does kind of, does it really start our corn? Like we, we decided, I mean, we were out of milk. We had to get milk, you know, like, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Like lots of recipes need milk. You know, how, how do you stay quarantined completely and be prepared for every single thing that's going to come up at home? You know what I mean? What if we, you know, right. what if Sarah or I were to cut ourselves and we just used our last Band-Aid last week? I mean, yeah, we've got paper towels and tape. I guess that works fine. But, you know, what if we just ran out of Neosporin? Or what if we, dang it, we forgot to get toothpaste. Like you got to be able to brush your teeth. Like it's yep. just, I don't know. It, it's it's frightening. The, the the New York thing is scary too. I mean, obviously, you know, a majority, I would say a lot of people are going to New Jersey. You know, if you like, you know, you and I spent a lot of our life in Springfield, Missouri. If you graduate from Springfield, you move to St. Louis or Kansas city. Cause you're so cool, you know? Um, and that's what a lot of people in New Jersey have done. You know, they, they got done with whatever they were doing and moved to the city. I mean, why wouldn't you? So right. I have a feeling New Jersey, and New Jersey's already taken their licks pretty hard too. So, I mean, I'm looking now, it looks like 727 new cases a day. So these people are going to be spread out across New York and New Jersey. I mean, it may, it might be better for New York. I mean, it's obviously better for New York for people to leave, but places like New Jersey or Massachusetts or Connecticut, um, you know, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, like anywhere in the Northeast, any of the, you know, the New England states is going to be spread so thick there that everybody's going to be completely overloaded. I really hope they get the hope ship up there, uh, soon. Uh, you know, I really hope that happens soon because it's, it's about to get astronomical. Um, as, as if hosting a, a podcast isn't already like being on a soapbox, I'm going to hop up on a soapbox for two seconds though, Let's even, hear it. even higher just to, to emphasize like, if no matter how careful anybody out there thinks that you're being like accept the fact that there's some dumb idiot like the guy today that doesn't believe that any of this is real 
and and that person is just running amok with their normal dirty habits like crazy you know he's he's walking into a public restaurant restroom doing his business probably not washing his hands he's just already gross you know and they're going about life thinking that this is a joke and that person you know they may may not get it but it's everywhere like it is absolutely everywhere right now so like i said i mean it just depends how much you how much you want to police yourself on it how much you care about your own health i personally like i'm i'm a little nervous to for them to say you know all clear go back to work i think i'm going to kind of adopt you know new hygiene standards i mean i'm already a clean person and stuff but um you know i think i'll i'll probably be taking on new precautions when i'm out in public at for un, the foreseeable future as, as far as yeah, I, can, I mean as i'm concerned yeah i mean as far as i mean as far as the eye can see really as far as that you know because uh, there's no there's nothing else to do there's nothing else you can do to be safe other than just try to up your own hygiene game i mean uh, you know what else too like uh, there are there is that population out there of people who are like oh i don't give a shit i, don't, I ain't gonna get no corona you know and and they're blowing it off but um for example like the 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 place i'm employed um right before this all happened we had scheduled a whole bunch of like carpet and couch cleaning because we knew that this was coming and uh, we wanted to i don't know we wanted to get a jump on it and then we ended up having to reschedule them due to due to sessions that were booked in our place and they called me again the other day and just like hey like when do you want us to come finish like the job that we started i'm like look i mean not right now like i don't know what to do so there's a lot of people who are out there just trying to work oh yeah like they know exactly what's going on they're just as scared as you or i but they don't want you know their business is considered an essential service or something you know so they're they're just as afraid as we are but they they still have to make money because their company is not laying them off right you know they they don't they don't have like I mean, I would not call it a luxury to be waiting around on a government check. I think that's like, or you have, you also have, you know, like small business owners that are trying to see how recession proof their, their business actually is. Like they don't know. Right. Um, like I, one of the things that we've got going on is every year, um, we pay a company like 150 bucks to come out to our house and they do an inspection, uh, looking for termites. And Mm -hmm. it's like a contract that as long as we keep paying them every year, They'll keep coming, and then if at any point in time, let's say three years down the road, they identify that we have a termite problem, they just fix it because we've you know right. bought we've bought into this membership, so to speak. Yeah, you're on a termite retainer. Right. So they um, they've been called. They called us and they're like, "Hey, can we come out and do that?" And uh, you know, Lacey was just like, "You know, right now, we, we, can we just hold out? Like, when does this contract expire? If we don't do it today." You know, how much time right. do we have? And, right. you know, they were being really cool with it. You know, they're like, we understand. I mean, we've got the money. We, we could do it. We should do it. I mean, we own the home. It's an investment. But at the same time, you know, it there is so much uncertainty right now that we don't know. And and that's, that company is also in that position. They're like, man, this time of year, we would normally have this kind of revenue because we have these re-ups from these memberships. But they're down right now because the market is unsure. And it just, man, it's... uh. It's interesting. I got a random phone call two days ago. It was my birthday. And um, this time last year, I was... Uh, so anybody that's listening, backstory, I was deployed for a year. Uh, but while I was gone, I got to come home. And while I was home, I was looking at cars, trying to consider what I might want to buy. And I went to a Toyota dealership and test drove like a used Honda Accord. 
and I was there maybe 20 minutes. I didn't buy the car, obviously. And this guy called um, the other day. He goes, hey, is Corey there? And I'm like, who? Who is this? And he's like, hey, man, it's Scott from the Toyota dealership. I'm like, uh, do I know you? He goes, yeah, man, you came in a little while ago and test drove that, that Honda. And I'm like, oh. He goes, well, hey, man, I just wanted to call and wish you a happy birthday. And I'm like, what? So what that is, is they took my driver's license. They scanned it. They saw my birthday was March 23rd. And then put you on their mailing list. Yeah. And now they're trying to drum up business because it's an unsure time. Dude, like how desperate are you? If you're cold calling the guy that hasn't been in to see you in a year to wish him a happy birthday to try to feel like you're making a connection. Dude. Yeah. Good luck with that business model. I mean, one thing we know is that there nothing stands in the way of American business. You know what I mean? Like you, pe- people want, people are tenacious, people are aggressive, and that's how you have to be here. It is such a, it is such a cutthroat oh, yeah. financial society. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 it's it's hard to not, it's hard to not, you know, want to do that. Like kind of, you know, in, in a, in an opportunistic point of view. Like this is this is like you know striking while the iron's hot. You know, um, it's. I'm one of the pieces of news I saw just before we got uh, just hopped on here was Cheesecake Factory has just announced that they're just not going to be paying any rent to any of their landlords on April 1st. Really? And as I, yeah, which I was like, boy, I wonder if we could do that too. Um, And basically, from reading the 30 seconds that I read about it, because I have an attention span of an average American, uh, 30 seconds is pretty, pretty standard probably. you know, it's just so they can hurry negotiate. up with the story. Their- hurry up with the story. So, 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 <laughs> it's so they can negotiate their position, you know, and, and it makes sense. You know, I get it. And I think a lot of people are going to be doing that. A lot of people are going to try to take advantage, you know, when there's blood in the streets by property, that's an old, yep. you know, the old adage or whatever. And I think a lot of people are going to be, you know, taking that approach and trying. Well, to- how many people are going to play the victim too? Who wouldn't play the victim? Everybody's the victim. Right. And you know, you know why this is, you know, I'll tell you what's, fucking crazy what blows my mind is you know trump keeps saying like well this isn't their fault this isn't our corporation's fault this is our company's fault whose fault is it going to be whenever like trump has said himself like you know nobody saw this coming like the world didn't see this coming or whatever he said that okay well what about in two days whenever the cases that we have surpass the the numbers that china has reported now if those numbers are accurate or inaccurate it's it's extremely hard to know but if we have to assume that they're accurate because they seem to be being presented also by our government. So right. if there's if there's so far eighty one thousand two hundred eighty five cases in China, and there China. are sixty eight thousand here, and they, now they literally did not see it coming. Okay, it originated as far as you know, as far as we know, it originated in their country. They were the first people to be on the front lines for it, and the first people to try to stop it. And if they capped it off at around eighty one thousand cases, or even let's say in the long term a hundred and twenty thousand cases, and we're looking at double that or triple that man how's that gonna look right yeah like we had months and months and months to prepare um for this you know and so and that's why people are gonna do anything they can that's why the guy called you on his birthday people can see i think some people really can see i mean why do you think so many people got like i know people in california a lot of people got laid off before we did a shutdown right a lot of people saw a lot of people saw the writing on the wall they're like okay well this is coming you know so there's a lot there are a lot of smart people out there but they they did the right thing and they they kind of got ahead of it, um, which we didn't. The guy calling you about on your birthday trying to buy a car. I mean, I, I don't blame him at all. Right? No, he, he he has to do something. He didn't get laid off. Now, why? What state was that in? 
Louisiana. Is that there in Louisiana? Yeah. Okay. Uh, aren't you guys on a lockdown? Right. So so how are they open? They they are not an essential service. Is the government not fining people for no. staying open? No. And that's the thing. Like today, whenever we ran to the store to go get the sunscreen I was talking about, I was like, man, there are a lot of people out. Like to for everybody to say that these are all essential, uh, you know, people getting out. I mean, yeah. Is sunscreen essential so my kids can play in the backyard? No. I mean, no. I mean, we, they could get away with it. Um, or, you know, we didn't have to do that. Uh, but at the same time, too, the limitations of what's being, you know, upheld and what was outlined didn't say that I couldn't do that. I was essentially going to a pharmacy to go buy a skincare product. So, you know, I felt justified and okay with it. But Well, in a pharmacy would be... I'd say that's essential, you know. But it's not essential. It's not like these are medications that my that they needed. You know? Yes, you did not have to go there. You could have and been, that's put why sleeps or whatever. But and that's why leadership, you know, um, and in the government is just trying to say, please, like they're asking, they're trying to compel the public to get to get on board with this. And I, I just don't think it's going to be nearly as effective. They keep thanking, you know. That's why I say Pence is is very much so the politician of all this. He's He's thanking people and and patting them on the back and saying that all the accomplishments thus far are because of the the commitment to the the Americans. But the the data doesn't prove it. I mean, I look out, I'll go out no. any time in the day, and I'm like, hey, we're, I'm guilty too, but we're not really doing this, guys. Come on, like if everybody would really do it for you know, shut ourselves in for thirty days. Like, okay, we're gonna go crazy for two days. Everybody go stock up on everything you need, and then 30 days, no ifs, ands, or buts, emergencies only. Then we might see a turn. But, I mean, we've still got fast food restaurants open. Uh, every every company is trying to remain relevant and keep, you know, keep their their head above water by offering their services, you know, unique, in a unique way. But it's not going to stop it, you know? The, it's, it's not going to stop much leakage. Any- it's it's such a it's such a fucking horrible model too. Like they're coming out with this with this bill, you know, initially two point six trillion dollars or whatever, and then you know with the option of another four trillion, and they're extending unemployment benefits for up to four months. So you're saying that we're going to give you unemployment benefits for up to four months, but this is all going to blow over by Easter. Like what? Which one should we believe? Like, right. You're talking out of both sides of your mouth here. Like right. So it's going to be fine, but in case it's not fine. We have you covered, but it's totally going to be fine. Just tell us it's not going to be fine, man. Just be like, yo, and 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 make it, yeah, make a steadfast rule for everybody. Like, you know, like Trump keeps saying too, like, oh, well, you know, we'll let some states, you know, some places will open faster than others, places where there aren't, corona, you know, there's plenty of counties across the nation that aren't, aren't affected, like, but they are affected. What, like, like Columbus, Ohio, like- where I gave, or Akron, Ohio, like I gave that example that had people that fled from New York that are... You know, they're going to turn in, they're going to have a spike in the next couple, three, four, five days because it's the the time hasn't been there for it to incubate and go crazy. It's just like, come on, I get so frustrated about this. And the trouble is it could be up to 12 days. You know what I mean? Like five or six days, you're like, oh man, we've gotten the spike. This is the big one. Well, what if in four or five days after that, that's really when the big one is, when it really, really, really spikes. And once again, we talked about this, I think it was last night about, you know, what if there's something else that happens? I think there was a tornado in Mississippi. Yeah. I believe like last night, and it, you know, it hit very rural area. There were only minor injuries reported. 
you know, thankfully, you know, there were no fatalities that were reported that I saw. Um, and if there were any that were discovered later, then I'm sure the number was very low. I mean, yeah, no the, death is acceptable. The, band, but the like, bandwidth to handle anything else is, uh, man, it's yeah, minuscule. Yeah, everything else is just like white noise, you know what I mean? And I hope everything else remains white noise, you know? But like, how many people are in the hospital on a, at a usual time? You know what I mean? Like, we're pushing these people out, like... What what once again? What happens if something else happens? Oh, my God! Like we we really I really feel like we're backing ourselves into a corner, and and maybe nothing will happen right now. Maybe we'll get through the next three months, and the cases will continue to rise, but people will start going back to work, and you know that'll happen. But you know if the winter time comes and it it's exacerbated by the fact that it's you know may, you know even if it doesn't mutate at all. Um, but the numbers are still growing, and then a natural disaster happens. Oh my God! Like, right. Man, I mean, somebody could just—I feel like somebody could just walk in the door, you know. Like, absolutely. Obviously, our military, our military's at the ready, but you know, we're, everybody's going to be strained. I mean, I guess that is one benefit of not, you know, really heavily involving the mil military right now is at least there are resources available that aren't being tapped. Um, right. So maybe in the ultimate emergency, not that I didn't think this was the ultimate emergency, but maybe in the the worst of the worst case scenario, then maybe we'll be okay. But I mean, that means, that means calling down a front. That means calling down and pulling some people back and doing something completely different. And that takes time. I mean, you're in the military, you know, I mean, you can be alerted and move on a moment's notice, but when you're talking about mobilizing hundreds or thousands of people, it just, it takes time. I mean, just like it's taking over a week for us to send two medical ships to two of our biggest cities in the country you know, that are already docked here. Are the ships not already docked stateside? Like they're not coming from South Korea or from Australia or something. They're, they're already here and it's taking us that long to get them there. And they're already here. Like, yeah, I mean, I shocking. wouldn't, I would, I, I really hope, um, that I'm right about this, but I, I think the, the possibility of somebody trying to, to take a shot at us in a time like this is pretty pretty slim because you know they'd have to think about adding in the virus in as a precaution for them to consider about their potential casualties and their mission capability you know i, I just don't see you know a country saying or uh, you know anybody saying let's go let's go get them now while they're weak or while they they're looking the other way because there it's a global pandemic you know everybody's yeah, you facing had a car this. dealer try to call you on your birthday you know what i mean like for a car that you were not you know what i'm saying like once i once again i go back to like strike while the iron's hot i'm not saying that's gonna happen and i god willing i hope it doesn't but like anything anything could happen any outside force could influence this so much more drastically now than it would have originally it you could. know like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I, I it's just it's just i don't know it's it's frightening. It's it sucks being frightened too. I realize that Trump's trying to keep people from being frightened, but people should be frightened. It is fear is a wonderful emotion. You mm -hmm. know, fear is probably the greatest motivator of all time. You know, if you're Fight watching a John a John Hughes movie, they'll say love is, but like fear is a wonderful motivator. And I do feel like we haven't, you know, haven't shown enough of like responsible fear there, there's a responsible amount of fear and then there's panic you know and pandemonium but like it is okay to say i i feel like it's okay to say look everybody should be it's okay to be worried you know you are not if you are not worried you are not human you know skynet put you together or something <laughs> but 
but but let's all but let's all worry together and worry about the same thing and all be united and then we don't ha- then the fear is universal and shared fear universally is a, a form of camaraderie you know we we've, we've seen it during world wars you know we've seen it during times of financial crisis before um you know we've seen it you know after 911 there was enormous you know national unity at that moment um, and man, it seems like we kind of maybe sort of kind of had that one or two days and then the rest has just been a shit show of like, well, I think different I think, states calling national emergencies and different and then certain states calling national emergency or uh, statewide emergencies just for a few counties in their state, a la Texas, you know? Right. I think the, just, let's just, let's just do it across the board and just be cool about it, man. Right. I, I mean, I think the, the, the unity thing was, you know, I think we talked about that the first podcast we did was you know this is actually there is a a possibility of of a unification here that actually could knock down some of the barriers that we have with people that we thought were enemies because now we have this common thing kind of like um you know we talked about i think this part was yesterday but um you know we all have this common goal to eradicate this thing and i'll tell you right now like i feel like that is gone right now and the reason is the reason i'm the blame i'm gonna place on that is because everybody has is trying to figure it out nobody's smarter or more experienced i would say maybe italy has the experience of how to deal with the death like i heard that they're keeping uh they're turning ice rinks into morgues like the problem is such an issue that they don't have morgue space so they said well what about a hockey rink let's put them in there um so you know italy italy's dealing with with that and that's some of the best practices that they've they've offered up but we've really like everybody's just kind of taking care of their own business in their own house you know um it's almost like the countries themselves are experiencing social distance or practicing social distancing by closing their borders which makes complete and total sense but we're not like offering aid or um or ideas on how to handle it we're looking at what other people did and they're looking at what we're doing but they're not talking very openly about, oh, we've got partners in allied countries that that are having great success with this one little thing. They saw a 2% decrease, and we're going to go chase that rabbit now. No, it's everybody's it's everybody for themselves right now. And that that's that's where you know you're not on the path for recovery because literally it's just it's a race to figure out who can figure it out first. And then right. and then at that point you're just hoping that maybe that that knowledge will be shared. You know, if Germany tomorrow said, "Hey, we really we think we got it." You'd you'd hope that they would share it, but does at that point it become a point of um uh, of bargaining for it to man, I don't know. I could see that getting really ugly too. I don't know. Well, uh, and and let me speak to that real quick. I, I, Not Germany you know, per I, se, but you know. I would say actually Germany is a wonderful example. I think there's already been a slightly scandalous case of you know trump trying to manipulate a pharmaceutical company there to only provide a vaccine or a cure to americans first by he was going to straight out buy the company and yeah i remember hearing a little bit of that you know, do this and that you know how much truth there is of that i don't know because it's been more than two days since i read about it so who knows what happened to that story but um i mean and, and the unity thing i mean that, that comes down to once again like me talking about like really focusing on america like had we just been unified like for example you know we saw that missouri was it yesterday yeah or they, they, you know what they still even technically aren't on lockdown until uh what it's ten forty their time so for another hour and 20 minutes they're not on lockdown oh but it kicks you, in at midnight tonight yeah it kicks in at midnight tonight well 
Sarah's been on looking at Facebook a little bit today and just seeing some people that we know from there, and they're all now panicking. So instead of like just kind of getting the panic out of the way all at once, we're like creating this domino effect of panic where different fat, you know, different population factions throughout the country are panicking at different times and creating like different. It's creating multiple scenarios as opposed to one large scenario. We're creating all these like little tiny scenarios that are just spreading through the country. And I feel like that's incredibly irresponsible. You know what I mean? If you have, use the termite thing as an example. If you had termites in your home and they were, you know, they were, you know, found in your, in your living room and your kitchen and your bathroom and one of the kids' bedrooms, you're not just going to eradicate them from the living room and then just like come back a month later and get them out of the kitchen and then come back a month later or two days later or five days later or any amount of time later and get the rest of them. Right. You're going to get them all cleaned up at once. I really think that's what we should have done. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe there are obviously people who are above me in power and certainly in <laughs> intelligence who are hopefully behind the wheel on this thing, but it just seems foolish to me that a country like India with 1.3 billion people can lock down an entire country and we're too scared to lock down a country with a quarter of the population and 10 times the uh, self-righteousness. Well, they have you know? very different, uh, uh, you know, human rights uh, standards than we do. I, I, I decided to kind of look for like, you know, some more obscure news outlets to see what's going on. And I found like these videos of like the police out in the street, they're hitting people with bamboo poles because they're out and about. And when I say, and then like punching people in the head because they're out and about, like get back in your house, like, like physical, physical abuse that would never fly here. You know, number no, one, they fly, had, maybe it should. I mean, yeah, I don't number, like, and I, I don't advocate that. It just seems like, right. You know, number one, they're telling people you're not allowed to leave. Ours right. are saying it would be real great if you would stay in your house. But then I to mean, take it about, even further, when people challenge that authority, they're like they're physically harming them. I'm not saying we should do that, but there is you cannot argue the fact that those are polar opposite approaches, uh, oh which are definitely going to have a different outcome. Yeah, and the outcome, I guarantee you, is going to be more successful than our outcome. I saw the president of South Africa today. I watched a little speech from him, um, and he was talking about how, like, you can't even go out and walk your dog. You cannot You cannot transport alcohol from point A to point B, um, which I actually think is pretty foolish because when the real alcoholics start coming out of the woodwork, they're going to need hospitalization. You can absolutely die from right you know, abstaining from alcohol if you have been overindulging nightly for a very long time. Right. Um, I, we talked, I talked to Lacey about that today. I was like, it's kind of crazy how you drive past a liquor store and they're wide open. And and she's like, yeah. Oh yeah. She's like, I, I just think the business owners don't care. I was like, no, like they were deemed essential. Um, you know, just the same as pharmacies because people need their meds. Um, you know, alcohol for some is it's their medicine and they need yeah. that. So, right. Um, I think it, I think it's a smart play. Um, and hopefully, it you know it's not doesn't impact it too much. But yeah, it's like we we all have different lines that we're drawing in the sand at different points. And I think because this is such a slow burn, but at the same time the information is moving so fast. You know, I, I truly think that like that that 30 days is kind of, if you can stick to one thing for 30 days, um, that's going to be the best telling truth of if what you're doing is working or if you need to, if you can then, you know, loosen restrictions or tighten them up. Um, which I think the 15 day one that the federal government suggested, probably not enough. 
Um, no, and it, it's going to go longer. I mean, he yeah, said yeah. it was probably, you know, eh, it'd probably go longer, you know. Right. Um, hey, so, let's, let's be let's be capitalists for a second. Do you want to? Yeah. Um, obviously, we've seen uh, some rebound, it, it, albeit small, to the market because of this um, fiscal hope. I find it more fiscal hope than uh, humanitarian hope that's been delivered by the administration. You know, we're gonna see we're gonna see a little bounce back, which which I expected. I expected there to be you know him to do anything to just try to you know plug the holes in the ship that is rapidly taking on water. And I don't, I guess I don't blame him for that. I mean, that is definitely a foundation of his, uh, you know, really of any president's, you know, political stances. You, you have to prop up the American economy for sure. But yeah, it's not sustainable to do what we're doing. My question is, how long is is it? Another week? Is it another week and a half before? The cases skyrocket. I mean, seriously, I think that once the news reveals that we have more cases than China ever had, people are going to be like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Because like, those cases, it takes about a week or two, like as we discussed the other night, for those cases to catch up to either, you know, a dischargement, like a recovery, or a fatality. Um, right, and that's that's what I've been saying. How is that, how is that going to affect the market? Like, I, honestly, like, where's the, where's the bottom? And how close are we to it? And how many times is it going to yo-yo up and down? Like, the, like because I don't think yo-yoing is any good for the economy either. Like, no, I don't not think at all. People want to go back to work and then go back home, and then go back to work and then go back home because that's that's that could, could totally happen. So where's the line? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's no, no. Where's the line, Corey? Tell oh, <laughs> I'm looking everywhere. I can't Come seem on, to ben find Stein. it. Give me some answers here. No, I, you know, and I and I keep thinking about that too. Like I, I've kind of been saying since day one maybe it's because of you know being a, a smart responsible person and saving money and you know having a, a rainy day fund uh to help me pad things that you know why are we talking about giving people a thousand dollars like a thousand dollars is a, it's a lot of money don't get me wrong like uh 20 year old me a thousand dollars was a fortune you know that was a, a, a number of money that i right. i could never just get my my hands on i could get my hands on two or three hundred bucks um, and then as I got older, I could get my hands on 500 bucks, but I could never reach a thousand. Now a thousand is, I mean, that's, uh, that's Tuesday. Yeah. It's two thirds of my mortgage, you know? It's, yeah. That's nothing. You know? So give me a thousand dollars and thank you. You know, that's free money. I'll take free money all day long. I'm not going to turn my nose up at it. But it doesn't well, do it doesn't do me any long term favors. Well, but it creates let's, let's a long term. But it creates a long term issue for the federal government. Okay. Well, let, let's clarify that. Uh, as now, this is how I understand it. And correct me if I'm wrong. But the way I understood it, especially after today, was that yes, you know, the average American will get twelve hundred dollars. Family, you know, the average family of four will get about thirty four hundred dollars, twelve hundred per adult and five hundred per child. Now, as I understand it, you get this by filing, or you—I think you get this one way or the other. And also, it does come out of next year's taxes. One oh, way. Oh yeah, or the other. absolutely. Like if, you know, you basically we are paying it back one way or the other. Which, like I said the other night, I don't really understand because I'm pretty sure we fund this motherfucker anyway. Um, yeah. I thought that's how that worked. Um, but as far as I understand, you get that you get that money, um, and then if you file for unemployment, you also get at no cost to your employer essentially what your salary was for up to four months up to four months um so i think the 1200 is just like a bonus um and to be honest with you i feel like it's a bribe i feel like this is a 
political boondoggle for them to pass through an incredibly enormous spending bill with things in there that we haven't read that nobody's going to read just like the last time we put out a stimulus that was remember that 1400 pages how do you even come up with that in a couple days like even stephen king uh, blown out of his mind in the 80s couldn't write 1400 pages in two days (laughs) right i mean my god man like and, and and who's reading this who's vetting this like i mean seriously like I love you know, how you just gravitated. Stephen King blown out of his mind in the 80s. I mean, shit, I guess if you gave me two eight balls and two cases of Bud and a bottle of tequila, then yeah, I could come up with a whole bunch of, but I would come up with a whole bunch of gibberish. Well, obviously, they're, they're teams and, and they all have their, you know, their agenda. And that's why, you know, it turned into a, they called a, a it wasn't a wish list. It was like a like a dream they called it like a dream sheet on behalf of the democrats or whatever but so yeah, here that pelosi came in and blew it out of the water according so to here Apparently is it was all fine until she came in but that's also according to our frisbee headed man right so this is this is um you know this is money that it's it, they're, they're calling economic stimulus and like you said that's going to be counted as income for us so we're going to have to it'll be taxed and uh at the end of the year Crazy. all that good stuff right but Crazy. check this out this one, I, I told you before we started, I'm I'm fuming about something. Yeah, you said you were heated up. I, I am heated. I'm, I'm beyond jam. I'm beyond heated. Um, so before I get into it, let me explain um, another piece of this that it, it's all in the verbiage. Like it, the terms on, hey, can I borrow $10? Sure, but let's talk the terms of this $10. Um, are you going to pay me back in 10 minutes or are you going to pay me back in, in 10 weeks? You know, that, that's a mm-hmm. big thing. Are you going right. to pay me back in increments or are you going to pay me back in one lump sum? Sure. Is there going to be interest involved? There's always that, right? So the verbiage that goes along with these dollar figures is very, 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 very important. And the airline industry, um, they have requested a $29 billion grant. Ah, a grant. Right. Now, I thought it was still a grant that had to be repaid. No. Which goes against so what portion, I grant was. <laughs> portions of it, yes. Okay. Portions of it, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but it is a $29 billion grant that they are requesting that they're using to pay employees. And I think that's the reason that they're probably going to get awarded that money because it's not going for the development of their company or infrastructure or procurement of new assets or anything like that. It is straight up to, to maintain payroll so they can keep the lights on. So check this out. This is, this is, oh, I'm so mad about this. It's unreal. So there has been an 80% decrease in passenger traffic, according to TSA. Only 20% of the people are showing up for their flights. Um, obviously, if nobody shows up, they're going to just scrub the flight and say, we're not flying this one. So. Right. Anyway, $29 billion being given to the federal government or by the federal government to these airlines. Well, my family, we had a little trip uh, planned for the end of May to go to Palm Springs to go see my grandparents. And we we had literally just booked this two weeks before all this happened and it popped off. It totally would have crashed that party, by the way. Right. I mean, we hadn't even really let the cat out of the bag or started planning details we just picked a date and we said hey there's a good rate on tickets let's do that and we'll work out the you know the day the day-to-day piece of this um you know in the weeks come anyway we finally start talking about this and we're like man at the end of may we're not going to be able to fly like there's no way no no so 
um, I called and I said, Hey, I need to cancel these flights um, and find out what's going on. Cause Lacey had heard that American airlines said, Hey, if you're flying through the end of May, you can cancel. Well, you can, you can cancel and they're just not going to charge you a cancellation fee of $35. Oh, so you don't get your money back. They're going to keep your money. Did you buy the flight insurance? And that's actually something I have to look up because I bought flights for us to go to Europe this summer. And I, I did purchase the flight insurance just because, well, I'm an idiot. So I buy insurance for everything because, not because I'm an idiot, buying insurance makes me an idiot. I'm an idiot. So I need insurance. Um, right. So yes, I did. I did. I did buy the insurance. And, and they're still going to keep your money, but not charge you the cancellation so, fee. So they, American Airlines diamond them out they said uh <laughs> hey it is what it is right i'm not gonna All be cavalier right, about it i'm getting heated too i can feel my, my i'm not i'm not sponsored up. by him so i'll oh you don't think so <laughs> for those of you who can't hear adam's girlfriend is in the background she said that is not happening to us but so check us out um, put her on the phone with him. I bet it doesn't happen. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> so they said, well, what we'll do is we'll give you a credit on your account and you can rebook at a later time. And I'm like, well, I don't really have all the confidence in the world in, in your company right now. And, um, I don't know when I want to travel. I don't know when, you know, traveling in a big flying metal tube is going to be clean. You know, most of this stuff was spread through airplanes. Like I don't, Right. I don't have all the confidence in the world. I think, I honestly think people are going to travel differently from now on too. I think, um, I think business, there's a, there's a whole other podcast in there that, you know, like businesses are starting to realize that they can get just as much done using technology and media oh, yeah. uh, right now in this, in this absence that they're not sending, going to send people as much. So what's that going to do to the airline industry anyway? Anyhow. I mean, I think further than that, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this the other day during one of our one of our talks. It was like, yo, like, what what are these companies going to do now that they realize that they don't have to have all 30 floors of that high rise in Manhattan that's costing them? I couldn't even guess how much in rent. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they're gonna be like, oh shit, we don't need this at all. So I mean, I do force. I mean, either way, we already have. There's there's already going to be precipitant fallout from this just because of you know a corporation they are like legally bound to their shareholders and their legal I don't know if they're legally bound to keep their bottom line low I don't think that's actually a legal requirement but they're going to because a corporation or a company is not a charity it is not a non for profit they're there to make money well, they're trying to increase profit making, margins there's nothing wrong with that I don't think I mean not at you know not at the cost of health and safety. Uh, but even so, like even to speak for health and safety, of course, like any shit, man, if I could just work from home and completely limit my exposure, I absolutely would. And if I could keep and if any company out there could keep their costs down by keeping people at home and just having them telecommute or, you know, what do you call it? Web commute or like, you know, video conference yeah. in like, why, w why wouldn't you? Holy God, man. Like you hear about, I mean, I, um, this goes back in time a little bit, but Back in 2007, 2008, whenever the financial crisis happened, in the industry I'm in, which is recording studios and the music business, you know, New York, everybody in New York fled. Everybody who's in my business fled. Everybody left because studios were closing left and right. Um, the real estate was too expensive. 
people had moved to starting to work in smaller spaces and smaller, you know, in places that were more affordable. I mean, even uh, uh, a very, very, very popular mastering engineer, don't ask what mastering is, let's just equate it to black magic. Um, Ted Jensen, I had the opportunity to meet him at a at a party in December and he was like, yeah, like we had to move from our our amazing office, you know, in Manhattan overlooking the river. It was beautiful, but we moved to Nashville because like Google or something bought their building for some obscene amount of money. And he was like, but you know, we moved to Nashville. We love it. It's so much cheaper. We're making a ton more money because we're saving a ton more money. We love it. You know, I think you're going to see a lot of that. I think you're going to see people vacating Manhattan real estate and like really, really, really overpriced or overvalued real estate big time, which is going to have a huge impact on the economy anyway. Especially more since so the whole city, at home. especially since the whole city's got cooties on it, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. ground zero for that. But let me, mm-hmm. let me get back to my point here real quick. Sorry. So $29 billion grant, right? That yes. they're going to be given so that it can help pad their profit margins. It's a lot of cheddar. And then when I call and I don't have confidence in the product that they're offering anymore because, you know, the majority of people that get on these airplanes are are getting those cooties and they're spreading them. And I don't want to subject my, my wife or my kids to that. I, as a consumer, just took it up to shorts because they have it buried in some policy that that they're going to keep my money. So I buy insurance, right, to for this for this type of thing. I'm like, well, okay, well, I, if I need to cancel, I have that that peace of mind. Check this one out. The insurance company that is owned by the airline has a standard, what do they call it? So they call it um, known events. So if they acknowledge an event to be a known event, they have the ability to say that this doesn't meet the parameters of what we're backing. So based on the date that I purchased my tickets, which was February 16th, I purchased my tickets. By January 3rd, they had acknowledged this as a worldwide epidemic. And wait, wait, who had? The company? Because the World Health World Health Organization hadn't acknowledged it as a worldwide pandemic yet. At right. The time. Well, the, the, the insurance company that insures American Airlines flights had deemed that to be a known worldwide ap- epidemic. And they will no longer, if you purchase your tickets after that, I think it was January 3rd or 5th, I think is what they told me, that they will not refund any purchase of tickets because of the coronavirus. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So this, it's going to come at the cost of, of the taxpayers hanging out on main street that the, that all these bills and these grants are being passed for. They're going to get to keep my like $1,200 or something like that or whatever it was to purchase these tickets. Plus the $29 billion grant to help keep their profit margins up. Damn. So the federal government's going to send me almost $3,000 or something like that for my family. But I immediately have to take like a third of that to pay myself back the money I mean, not everybody has this particular mm. search circumstance, but who, what kind of bureaucracy are companies going to use to pad themselves to screw us all out of more money? Super fear, infuriating. Well, okay, so this this is the one thing that I, I really see as a downside to this whole thing. I mean, like your situation is the prime example of this. 
so earlier I, you know, I, I mentioned like, you know, Cheesecake Factory saying that they're not going to pay their rent. These huge corporations are basically going to get away with whatever they want. Like yep. it's still going to come at the top, the, the cost of, of our money. Um, however, like this is one of those times like, man, I don't know. Like I have on more than one, like I definitely already called like our apartment complex and actually it wasn't because we were, we were afraid we weren't going to be able, be able to pay rent. We were mostly worried about, um, the safety of, cause we live in a, we live in a, um, a little one bedroom apartment on the first floor on a corner of the darkest street, in North Hollywood. I mean, my God, like it is, and there's, you know, it's, you could use, so I was talking to our apartment, um, guy, whatever. And he was like, well, it usually takes 60 days for, you know, you to put in a request to change apartments and yada, yada, and so on and so forth. I said, listen, man, we're going to be breaking a lot of rules here pretty soon. Like a lot of people can be breaking a lot of rules. You need to go ahead and get me what it takes now because I'm going to keep calling. Now I didn't keep calling. Um, uh, because <laughs> it was honestly, an idle reason, threat. <laughs> well, but, I mean, it, it, it would have been, it would have been a more real threat had I had the forethought before I called to be like, well, who the hell is going to get us to move? And I'm not saying that we couldn't move stuff ourselves. The trouble is that we have one of those really big purple beds we have a california king purple bed we got one like too that big... thing wait we bought a purple not too long ago they're like yeah yeah dude an act of congress to move it they're so heavy yeah yeah it's yeah <laughs> sarah just reminded me it's like the guys who brought it in you know they bring it in like it's already wrapped up you know it's it's really it's it's, it's yeah. heavy but it's easy to carry but when they unwrapped it the guys were like yeah we we don't mind bringing them in but wonder where we have to move them it's like moving a jelly taco <laughs> <laughs> that weighs like a tank they're it, so heavy, must, too. It must weigh three or four hundred pounds. You know what I mean? Right. So I was like, well, who are we going to get to help us move? Well, no one. Because, first of all, I don't want to, yeah, I don't even want to get my good time buddies over here to come help us move it because they could be, you know, who knows? Like, we're just trying to be precautious. Right. Um, be precautious. We're trying to be cautious and take precautions. Um, the, the, you know, the, the, what do you do? Like I said, strike while the iron's hot. Like, I think it is time to, like, you kind of do have to be nasty and bulldogish and like call people and be like, listen, this whole thing's going on and I'm not going to do this. You kind of have to like stand your ground. Right. And like, you know, whenever you're like waiting on the phone for like, I don't give a damn your, about your policy. I want my damn right. money back. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any faith in the product you're selling shit. anymore. Yeah. I have no, I have no concerns about that shit. That's your company's fault. Not my problem. You know what I mean? So this is definitely a time where like, you know, you kind of got to call people and just be like, Hey, like, and I'm not a bulldoggy kind of, I'm not a bulldog person. Like I'm not like an attack dog kind of guy. I'm pretty, I'm pretty laissez-faire about like a lot of things. Like I just kind of let things come and let things go and, and they just happen the way they happen. That's just, that's just my outlook on life. Why? I don't know. Well, the way, the way I see it is, you know, bad parenting. It, it's, I don't know. it's it bring it back down to like, what's fair. Right. So let's just say like that, what essentially to kind of wrap, put a bow on this and kind of, um, you know, bring some closure to it. What the airline told me was you guys can just wait until if, until if, and when they decide to go ahead and cancel the flight. If, if the airline comes down and says flights canceled, you'll get your money back, but only then. Right. And I'm like, okay, right. but I don't get, the opportunity to tell you 60 days, more than 60 days later, Hey, I don't have confidence in your, in your, the product you sold me anymore. Uh, I don't feel safe about it, uh, flying with you guys. And I want my money back. You are now free to go resell that seat. If, if you can find yeah, somebody else that wants, right. And, but that's the thing they know that nobody has problem, that. Nobody has that confidence. So now they're going to screw me just to maintain their bottom line. 
Right. That, and, that, and that's healthy. where it becomes Their problematic. Their lines have been nothing but healthy. Like I saw the um, the news today. They were they were showing like grounded flights like out in the desert in California and how worldwide. Now this is worldwide. So far, airline industries worldwide have lost two hundred and fifty billion dollars. I'm like, okay, that's that's a that's a lot of cash. It's a ton of cash. It's a risky business, and, man. And I but I think about it, dude. It is world wide so this is spread across you know hundreds of different airlines you guys are you guys are fine and you know what if you're not fine did you say you bought american right now yeah. isn't it Amer isn't it american and then did you buy through american or did you buy through expedia no american direct okay see i mean that i don't know but like you know american is the most guilty of like not having any cash reserves like those guys went and bought back you know, they spent 96 of their 96 percent of their cash reserves on stock buybacks right um which is so stupid i mean I, I get it for like i don't know i get it for building wealth for um retirement accounts like 401ks like you know stuff like that but like even then, it, it it seems risky. I mean, I, you know, any any investment is a risk. Any investment is a risk. It doesn't matter. But to hold somebody else on the hook for it is completely ridiculous. I am personally happy that I made sure to purchase our tickets for Europe back in uh, before this thing was like ever reported. I don't think, or at least before I remember hearing, whatever around Christmas time was. I don't think it was as big of a deal. Yeah, I think it popped in the news for the first time at the end of November. Yeah, it was like right, yeah, it was like I mean, well, the like I think it was November 21st to 22nd was the first confirmed case um in the Hubei province. Like that was like November 22nd or something. It was like the very first case of this like being you know, identified truly as COVID-19. Um so a month later, it still wasn't I mean, shit, it's been in the United States since january right and it took eight weeks for it to be like uh-oh like we're in right. trouble um i mean i'm i'm totally willing to admit some fault on my end you know even if they said hey you know they spit in their palm and said let's go 50 50 on it we'll give you half your money back like like i i would even be reasonable in that regard but how you is know but to just straight up fault? just to straight up like you know heisman the customer and say, oh, well, we'll give you a, a certificate later so you can, you know, you can come back and buy another ticket. Why? Who's to say your rates are going to be even remotely close to what I paid? You know, right. are you guys going to jack yeah. your rates up because nobody's flying first class for business anymore? And now totally all of a sudden a, a coach ticket goes up 40% and now the, you know, I, I can't afford to buy that ticket. Yeah. Credit doesn't get me anywhere if I can't afford the full ticket. You know, I mean, you know how whenever you're on the phone with the bank or with, you know, your, um, <laughs> like your internet provider or something and you got to talk to that robot thing and like please tell me why you're calling today oh god to don't get me started and you just you know i just go either operator or super i never tell the robot what agent. my real need is agent. Yeah, agent anything agent that's what i'm i mean that's what you have to start doing to like the live person that you're talking to and yes it's didactic and it's it's extremely condescending and rude but what they're doing to you is yes taking it up the shorts they are they aren't even lubing it up man they're just yep dry gym in you right in the keister and it's it's complete it's it's completely irresponsible and it's customer service my ass you know what right I mean? like yeah I, and, but they don't care they're too big to fail they have the backing of the united states federal government they can do whatever they want and there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it other than go to a supervisor you know hopefully get a supervisor well yeah the line i always use is everybody's got a supervisor i want to talk to yours 
you know. Yeah, and then when you get that supervised, then you got to talk to the next guy up and record your call. You know, they even say, I think it's implicitly implied that whenever somebody says like your call may be monitored or recorded, you also have the same yep. luxury of recording their, the, the, you know, their end of the phone call too. Record that phone call, send it to corporate. Like you have to be right. like vicious in this, and you have to be like kind of poison handed. You know what I mean? Like, which you, is you so disappointing. To, to do. Which is just so I've disappointing, been, though. You know, like it is. I don't want to do that kind of shit either. I don't want to like make a mountain out of a molehill. But if you're trying to rob me of my money, which is exactly what you're doing, right? Then I'm gonna go after. I'm gonna go after your throat, man. Like I'm gonna go after your juggler too. Like it's not gonna be fun. Like I'm gonna do everything I can to fight, because fight and save like every I little dollar right now. Like I said, you know, they're gonna take those four seats and they can now resell them, even if they sell them for like sixty bucks a a seat. That's that's more profit on top of what they would have gotten out of me. How is there no yep. law and regulation that they they have a cap on on what they can you know what they can take from somebody versus what they give them? You know, they just well, write no, they they just write a policy. It doesn't need to be it, law. The company just says, "Oh, that's our policy," and and they can make up that policy to say whatever they want it to say, and they could screw over whoever they want to screw over and. They just they don't lose any sleep over it. It's absolutely astronomical. It's a, it's a really it's just a really shitty way of doing business. I think it's very American. Um, you know, Japan when we were there, it, there it's so like honor based. Um, it's unreal. I have a whole other like airline story I could tell that it's it's not exactly the same, but it, it literally became a matter of honor with with the right. the supervisor. And, and that became the point that, that ended up, uh, you know, having him side with me as he could tell that I was being honorable about what I was saying. I wasn't trying to, right. to take advantage of anything. And, and they sided with me because that was just their way of doing business where ours is like, oh, we got you to sign on the dotted line. There's no taking it back. It's like, you know, in Little Mermaid making that deal with Ursula, you're, you're mine forever. You know, like right. it's just why, man? Why does well, it have to kids, be like that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got kids. Everything's a Disney um, reference. Well, you know, I mean, the the shitty thing, too, is that, like, this has been a problem with the airlines for a while. I mean, there is absolutely no law against them overselling a flight. Or the you know, fees like, they stack on. This is an administrative fee. And the, fee, the fees they've stacked on is what has given them so much profit over the last 10 years. I oh, mean, yeah. It's insane. They nickel and dime you for everything. Sarah and I have had to fly a few times recently. And I'm like, God dang, dude. Like, it is seriously $3 for this little bag of peanuts that when I was a when I was a younger man, I, they just I, shit, man. You get one stewardess gal who likes you, and you can get whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like, well, how do matter. they how do they not regulate the fact that like uh, what's it called? Like false advertising, right? From the Better Business Bureau. Like if you have um, the Better Business Bureau is a is it's a joke, right? Bullshit too. Yeah, but you know, nothing. like they'll they'll advertise like forty nine dollar flights from here to Vegas, and you're like, oh wow, I'm gonna go book a flight, and you're like, why did that ticket end up costing one hundred and thirty nine dollars? And then you start looking at everything, and you're like, oh well, it was forty nine dollars for the flight. Then there was a eighteen dollar transaction fee. Then there was a thirty four dollar fuel emissions blah 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 fee. And you're like, right? How are you legally allowed to advertise that as something that it's totally not? Because I can't go in and buy the, the ticket. Most powerful character in the in the English language. You know what I mean? Like nothing is more powerful than the asterisk. They all have an asterisk next to them. I, like I can't go oh. in and just buy the ticket without all the the frills and say, oh, I didn't buy the administrative fee and I did. I took care of that myself and I didn't buy the 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 fuel emissions fee and the sales tax and here. Like I didn't buy those things. I just want my ticket. Like that's not right. an option for me. So why no, is it an option for them to advertise it as such? 
No, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's obviously wrong. Uh, I mean, there, there, there is, there is not a lot of regulation on them. And I do think that there is some like need for more regulation on them. Like, uh, I, I also don't want the government to get in the way. Like I, 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 right. I don't like big government either. Like I, and I realize that in that statement, I am talking out of both sides of my mouth too. I'm like, well, they should have closed down all the States at the same time. Well, right, we right. should have state, you know, individual Liberty between States. It, 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 this is a tough, this is a tough, these are tough waters to navigate. Um, Sometimes but, it's good to have big brother just tell you, this is the way it is. It's not up for any further negotiation, you know? <laughs> Right. That that's my personal take on it. And that 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 kind of comes from the gun enthusiast in me. Like why is it that we're allowed to have guns but then in one county I can only have one kind of gun but in another county or in another state I can only have a different kind and I can only carry it a certain way even though the state says I can carry it this way. It's just like before you know it you've you've just entrapped people into uh you know into to felonies or into getting screwed out of money like this. So um yeah. But that that would that would that would burn my cheese too, man. Like that would really that would really piss me off. I mean, and I, the only reason I have not called, I booked our tickets to Europe through Expedia, um, just because I, I don't. I, I think they had the most aggressively priced rate. You know, I I think that's why I did it. Um, I also know some people who work for them. I I've only known them to be a a fairly reputable company. They seem to be doing. All I know is they treat their employees well. Uh, some friends of ours, you know, right. um, Sammy and Becca, they both work for Expedia, and they have nothing but good things to say. Like I, I you know, I, I think a bad day at work for Sammy is just—I don't know if Sammy ever has a bad day. Actually, um, yeah, he didn't get the I'm right sure parking spot or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but you know, and, and that's one of the reasons I, I continue to um, go back to Expedia whenever I have travel needs. Typically. Um, unless I'm doing an Airbnb is because I, I know that they treat their employees well. I know they get paid what they're, what, what I believe they're, what I, what I hope they would make, you know, I, I love them and I, they have a daughter and I want them to be set and they seem to be good. You know, they treat them very well. So that's why I went to Expedia. Like, but I also got an email from Expedia right after the whole mess really started to unravel. And it was a very nice letter in my email, uh, you know, from the CEO or whatever. Um, but to paraphrase it, it said, if your flight isn't within the next week, don't call. Right. You know, like right. we are overloaded. Please don't call. We're trying to do everything we can. Um, you know, and I, I am going to wait a while. As you uh, should. And just see how it plays out. I'm not trying to press anybody for my, damn, you spent $1,600 on flights to Palm Springs. I spent $1,600 on flights to Copenhagen. Right. Well, I mean. <laughs> I guess it was only got, two people instead of four. It was like 12 and it was four. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, I mean, either way, it's crazy, but. But yeah, man, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I, I hope things change, Like, uh, but the, the, the shitty thing is, is that they're not, go, they're not going to, or I don't think they're going to change necessarily in our favor. Just like I said, like this whole, this whole bailout, this public bailout thing is a total fucking boondoggle. It is totally just for them to free up some more money for their buddies. And yeah, they got, they got to bribe all of us too. They got to give all of us some dough so we can all look the other way. And we'll go along with it. Yeah, just so we'll yeah, go along with it. Of course we'll go along with it. Man, the government sent me a four-figure check, man. Let me tell you what, my government's really doing right by me. You yeah, and, the, and the, well, meme, the memes are running thick. It's like things it's I'm going to spend trick. my money on. You know, like I, I've got a handful of hobbies, and every one of them I follow an Instagram handle with, and it, they're all like getting ready to get that stimulus from Trump about the coronavirus, and it's like them showing, like them scrolling through whatever, you know, piece of gear or, or whatever toy they want to buy. Right. And, you know, it's sure. just... It, yeah, those things will stimulate the economy somewhat, but 
I mean, again, you're moving away from the spirit and intent of what this money's for is to help keep your family afloat. Really, they're not saying that you're this has placed a strain on you for your your leisure spending. They're saying that this has put a strain on your financial uh, livelihood. You know, obligation, right? Yeah. Right. So. I don't know. We've hit some. We've hit a significant period of time here. We're at an hour and a half. Yeah, so we keep doing this. I keep thinking, well, it'll be forty-five minutes tonight. But man, the time slips away from us. It does because it's a big issue, man. All this stuff it's is a huge issue. It's a big headache, and um, but like I said, I I love talking through it. Uh, I'd, I'd like to think that we are a relatable avenue for anybody else that's listening to this to either, you know, get them mad while they're mowing their lawn. And they're listening to this because they think we're a bunch of idiots or realizing that they're not alone. Um, and there are other people out there that, that think kind of like us. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I do feel like we come together to do this, A, to keep ourselves sane. Like, I know talking about this with your spouse or with your significant other can be very taxing upon them. And I, it's nice to get perspective from somebody else. So anybody who is listening, like... Just talk, just talk to your, talk to your people, like talk to everybody who's around you and like really just keep yourself informed and keep yourself up to date on what's going on and don't let yourself panic, but, and, and stay positive as much as you can, but let's, let's keep a realistic approach to this and let's keep, I don't know, you know, everybody talks about, you know, make America great again or whatever, you know, we're all going to get red hats again. Um, but you know, the, the thing that does make America great is, is and, and really humanity great, is just like staying together and banding together through things like this. So let's all, like, I mean, we talk about a lot of doom and gloom here. We do talk about a lot of, like, negative things, but that's because they need to be discussed. But I would say overall, like, I still feel, I know that the worst is yet to come, but I, I'm not going to let that intimidate me or bother me. Like, there is a reason we did not, leave, like, flee Los Angeles and uh, and why a lot of people haven't, you know, I want to see this through. I want to be a steadfast, strong person and be around for um, the people around me who I know weren't informed and who were calling me and asking me for advice or question. You know, had questions about what was happening. I'm look, and I'm, I can tell them like steadfastly. Look, I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm staying here. I have confidence. I have faith in myself and my girlfriend to do the right thing, and I I have confidence and faith in my neighbors to do the right thing. Um, and I think everybody should should try to you know, maintain or adopt that, that mentality. Cause it really is up to all of us. Like we all have to rely on each other and we have to be good to each other. I had somebody give me a piece of advice a long time ago, uh, which is if you make a decision, uh, for your career or anything other than you'll, and other than your family, you'll probably regret it. But if it's for the ones that you love and it's the people that you hold dear and you're making that decision for to support their livelihood and support their dreams and what they're trying to do, you won't regret it for a second. So use that as motivation. Um, that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm staying the course and in, in what I can do, uh, making decisions that are good for my family unit and those that care for me and uh, and that I care about. And uh, hopefully we'll end up on on the right side of something here. I think we will. I think we're all going to be okay. It's just going to take some time. Well, I, uh, this has been fun. I, I love doing this. This is good. Um, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. It's been real. It's been fun. It's, well, it's been something. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll be able to uh, chat about this a little bit more tomorrow, Corey. We can wax um, unintelligently about this over and over and over again. And pretty soon, hopefully, we'll start bringing in some... Um, some thoughts about some new albums or some new movies or um dude yes some things Tomorrow, that only involve this right so i mean we, one of the things that we're all doing obviously is we're uh we're given 
quite a bit of time to screen time and uh or other podcasts you know I, I listen to a lot of podcasts too so yeah we'll 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 revisit some some other relevant issues uh in the next one for sure